0: Network Automation Nerds podcast. Hi, this is part two of an interview with Josh. In part one, Josh talked about his origin story as well as his path to network automation. In part two, we geek out more about technology topics as well as looking forward. Enjoy. So we talked about, um, you know, the network automation, the kind of the good parts about it, how do you go through some of the obstacles, you know, crawl, run, fly, that sort of stuff. So like you said, network automation is a big, big, gigantic chunk of uh, technology under one umbrella. So what is your tech stack stack like, you know, know, like Python, Docker, Ansible? So what are those things that you, uh, I guess, kind of what you like and where do you see they fit into the picture?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Python is, uh, Python's the the king uh, so right now, um, the various, the stack. Uh, we've done a very good job of, you know, take a look at network to codes open source uh, projects, and mm-hmm. this is kind of what we've standardized on uh, okay. inter- internally, which is in our open source, right? So within Python, we're using Python Invoke uh, to just help with the various commands, um, which... We also very heavily uh, use Docker, and so I also still believe in Docker. I think I've got a couple Docker projects in my personal repo out there, and so it's a uh, Invoke helps with all the Docker commands because without it, it's just like, what was that Docker compose command? What is this? So Invoke helps to handle all that and will run those commands. Then Python Poetry from a package management, um, it's out there. Virtual and Virtual environment management. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm being honest with you, and a bunch of Python folks might come hate, want to hate on me for this, but I'd much prefer to have my virtual environment as a Docker container. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just running, hey, I want to move from Python 3.8 to try 3.11. Right. It's just a change of Docker command, right? It, right. So I'm pulling well, different
0: images and whatnot. It, Exactly. Cause it'll pull. And so
1: I've, I've become a big fan of using Docker as my virtual environment. Um, but again, poetry is doing some really good things on that front. Um, and so, yeah, Docker. And then my, I do set up some virtual machines here and there at my home. Uh, I've done a lot with Ansible in my past. Ansible just takes care of making easy, such as installing Docker, uh, installing, getting the system set up the way I like it and uh, installing all the other pieces. Uh, I, I, you know, in in my book, I talk about telemetry, and so yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to dog food my, my own, read my own dog food. <laughs> of, hey, monitor my Linux servers. See, just keep an eye on how things are moving, and so I want to automate all that stuff because I can only install Telegraph so many times before <laughs> it gets pretty redundant. So,
0: right, right, okay. So let me just kind of organize it for people who are just listening. Right. So, um, so at the top level, you know, you have kind of virtual machine. And the virtual machine is obviously, you know, abstract everything ba- above the hypervisor. It's just like an OS, but it's virtual. And then you have your Docker where you have this containerized stack of uh, you know uh, technologies that you group together. And that is kind of your virtual machine replacement. And then you move down the stack a bit about Ansible, which is like a framework based on Python and you got your playbooks and uh, it takes care a lot of the low level operations for you. And then you have your Python, uh, which is you know just a programming language. And within it, you mentioned a few of the uh, libraries that you use, like Invoke, Poetry. Uh, and uh, was there anything else that you you mentioned?
1: Uh, the, uh, I think I also uh, we use quite a bit. Yeah, yeah is is there. Um, Nornir is definitely uh, from a Python a network automation framework is becoming more and more part of our core. Um, mm. As part uh, one, one of our plugins for Nornir is doing config backups on uh, yeah. devices, yeah, and it's pretty remarkable how quickly Nornir can do go in and do show run or whatever the backup, the command to do backups are, and yeah, just be able to churn through that. So,
0: so I'm not, I'm not um, very clear on the. Can you tell us a little bit about why why is Nornir so much faster than say a Ansible playbook or a, uh, a Netmiko script?
1: Yeah, so Nornir, specifically there, it, it's, it takes and handles the advanced task of multiprocessing, okay. I think, is the biggest piece. Yeah. Uh, why Compared to An- Ansible, Ansible's got really Ansible. There's a lot to it and probably could be a whole separate show, <laughs> right? It's It's there and it has a whole lot of safety checks. Involved, yeah. Whereas yeah. Nornir is kind of just a raw, here you go, network, go ahead and interact with the network device.
0: Right. Right. And so right.
1: you can use NetMiku or um, Napalm at that point. Or um, also, I think Scrapply's got a uh, plugin to Nornir. Yeah. All these libraries that helped with that setup of the SSH connection. Um, I actually did, at one point, this was one of my biggest mistakes. Is I wrote, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I love know, it. Tell
0: us. <laughs> yes, Tell more. I didn't,
1: I didn't really know about the open source community when I first got involved in Python. Okay, and so I'm sitting here trying to write... A library to interact with network devices. Oh wow! Oh, well, there's, wow. Net, there's Netmiko. It's yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Kirk already so I, done the work. You exactly. Know, um, yeah. Um, and so I had done some things, and I so basically I I learned the same mistake that or not the same mistake I learned had the same learnings that Kirk did about yeah. that when you SSH to a network device, at least the Cisco devices, there's actually two parts to it, right? It's SSH connection is the first part. But then you actually have to instantiate a shell. Yeah. Right. And so NetMiko, Scrapply, and Napalm take care of all that for you. And so uh, that will be one of my big pieces of advice. If you're trying to get started, you find yourself doing things with Paramiku or trying to SSH to a device, just go use those libraries. They're there. You know, if there's something broken with it, file an issue, open it. You know, let's make the community better. So
0: yeah unless you're doing something um really old right like i mean i i um what was that blade like the, the old ibm like blade switch or something like that but you know also like some some yeah. older three count switch like you do have to go to the low level do the expects the paramico stuff but outside of that you know there's a, a lot of libraries out there uh you know, different from where I, I would imagine different when we started, right? Like, you yeah. know, it's, there's a, the ecosystem is a lot more complete now. And um, of course you mentioned Ansible and just to know like Ansible is, is a whole infrastructure management tool, right? It's not just yeah. about networking. It just so happens to be the most like network friendly, I would say for, for, you know, amongst all the infrastructure DevOps tools, but at the same time, they're part of this big picture Whereas the tools that you mentioned, NetMiko, Scrapply, those are actually very network focused. Yeah.
1: And I, I like to, when I talk about automation or not automation, talk about the telemetry side of things. I use yeah. the zero to alerts. Well, the zero to automation might be, if you're really for the first time looking at anything, Ansible probably might be your quickest to being able to do a show version or yeah, log into a switch and get across your your entire fleet of devices. But then Python is probably good, and the Nornier frameworks are going to be able to take you further. Yeah. It's, um, you know, sometimes if I like it to keep that same analogy of zero to 60, um, you know, sometimes the Chevy is going to do just fine where you don't need the uh, plaid mode of Tesla
0: to
1: to be just out on the freeway. Right. Yeah. But it'll get the job done for sure. Yeah. It's different. So.
0: Yeah, being being somebody who drives a Chevy, <laughs> I <Yeah>. agree. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay, cool. So you know, you mentioned the book, you know, open source network management, and then I'm I'm very. I mean, I bought the book even before we knew yeah. each other. I saw this book and heavy usage of um, uh, Docker for sure, and I read the book. So tell us a little bit more about about this book.
1: Yeah, so uh, really the. It, it came down to when I made the when I left the large retail and went to yeah. a much smaller shop. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get involved in the open source because I didn't have the budget and I didn't have the the awesome tools. And yeah. I like so I really wanted to be able to deploy a telemetry sl- solution like the TIG stack. And I tried for a little bit and I couldn't get anywhere. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, I failed at that point, I would yeah. say I, I went down and just, I didn't make any shift away from the traditional NMSs. And so at a point I got, got to the point, I had a little bit of downtime and said, you know, th- this is something I am interested in. I'm doing some writing and I want to, I want to share how to get started because now I do know how to get started and right. build a tell, you know, a full take stack that gives you, you know. Uh, whether it's a Datadog or um, some of the other advanced systems that have a premium price to them and do it in the open source. And so right. I really want to take that time to be able to share how to do that. And so um, that's what really started me on this book. And in the, from there, uh, from a management perspective of if you're setting up a management solution, well, you also need to, set up a source of truth where what are, are the devices you're going to monitor? Right. And then you also need the secrets. How do you, lo- how do you log into this?
0: Right. So, you, know, you mean you don't, you don't like hard coding your script? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. You know, if there's, there's a place for that, but yeah. uh, most enterprises would, that would f- be frowned upon, I think. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah, wouldn't no. pass your PCI uh, audits. No.
1: <laughs> and so, so that's where I really put together. Uh, yeah. Docker is a great tool. We, uh, to be able to, you know, get rid of the, it works on my machine perspective <laughs> it's something that is universal um, yeah once you do get docker out there you know you, kubernetes is still able to run docker containers and so on and so it is a getting started you know is it going to be able to monitor the 30 000 uh devices it's going to take a little different uh, setup to it right this sure. is going to set up for your 100 devices type right thing as right. a getting started but there it's out there and there's lots of communities to be able to help Take you all the way to it scales right. So yeah,
0: yeah it's an introductory book, uh, but it's a good introduction on. Uh, would you say it covers like a wide range of tools and you know kind of? Um, I, I get the feeling when I was reading it, it's it's kind of your own notes, right? Like hey, this is how you would do it today, knowing you know uh, you know try ten other things that didn't work, and now like you're coming back to us and say, well you know, having bumped my head, uh, 10, nine other times, this is one time that I find pleasant.
1: Exactly. And I, there were definitely a few times I did bump my head, um, <laughs> in writing the book as, as I'm going through and, you know, cause I do take it on a journey of yeah. s- starting with that source of truth, getting the secrets set up. So it takes a little bit, but then once you get into, okay, now we're setting up, for, uh, the rest of the, uh, telegraph and Prometheus and Grafana to be able to have visibility, um, and I absolutely, you know, it's the book, its her origins are in LeanPub. Um, yeah. And so I haven't made a ton of updates in the past year, but I definitely, as I watch the open source, I'm going to continue to add to that. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead if, uh, you know, alternatives to Prometheus, Grafana, and Telegraph, maybe add another chapter on that. Um, but I, you know, get into as other apps become prevalent in the open source community, want to, be able to write about that and lean pub will automatically get that all pushed out to the, to the individuals. So,
0: yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, here's it's just as good as any place to mention that, you know, being generous and we'll mention again, at the end of the call, uh, end of the uh, podcast too, like you're, you've agreed to, you know, give out various uh, copies of that book. And like you mentioned for lean pub, it's you, if you have the copy, uh, once you push out new editions, you automatically get to be able to download those changes and uh be able to get the most up to date. You know, it's uh there's no like, you know, copywriting. You don't have to read it off a website or something. You just download the the file format that's most applicable to you PDF, e, uh, EPUB, or uh, some other format like Kindle yes indeed so
1: um, and that's why i wanted to get it out, get it out there and why i chose lean pub as the primary place for it right from a, be able to continue to add to it over time and not just be a that that snapshot in time you know it working on publishing at other places as well it will probably have to be a version and type thing but i that's an area i still don't know about so I, yeah I'll, I'll talk to you some more about it
0: so. <laughs> oh my god it was so painful and and you know thank you for this is a good place to mention that you're the tech reviewer for the fourth edition that's of true. mastering python coming up and I, I thank you for it i think you know i read your comments you're very thoughtful and, and, you know, give me more confidence about, you know, just more eyeballs on it. And someone of your caliber looking at it really makes me comfortable, but you're right. Like, it's so painful, right? Like there's like color coding and there's like, I've read the same words uh, like four times and like, that's just for this edition. And like, you yeah. know, at some point you just kind of puke when you see your own writing. And so, uh, so definitely, um, uh, definitely something that's like, very different than self-publishing and there's pros and cons for both. Indeed. And
1: I'd still got to also reverse that and say, a thank you to for, on behalf of the community. Um, you know, that's, uh, I think in, in the pre-show I brought a copy of the, uh, you know, I've got a copy of Eric's, uh, you know, I think it's a
0: second edition, but I think you're telling me it's the first edition, right? Yeah. I think yeah, that was so. the first edition. I mean, I, I think I, if you have that red cover where it's like, yeah, but anyways, I'm, I'm so, blushing yeah. and you know, I thank you for the kind so. words. And, um, you know, I, I do like lean pub. I do, I did publish the Kafka book through lean pub and I do like the format, but you're right. It's a lot of work just to, to be put on yourself, right? You don't have that editor portion, um, but you get to publish a lot quicker and you get to, uh, get the feedback from the users a lot quicker. So, you know, if you're up for it, I definitely put a link in the show notes and, uh, on the book, you know, it's a, um, it's not very pricey, but you actually get pay more uh, as an author because you don't have that middleman taking the the royalty on the on the top. So uh, you benefits, you know, you're encouraging and sponsoring uh, the author at the same time. I'll definitely put the uh, link in the show notes. And like like we talked about, you know, we're gonna give out a few copies. So uh, you know, keep your keep your eyes open for the ways to to get more book on that. We will pause the programming with a special sponsor message from me, your host, Eric. Hey guys, when it comes to network automation, have you thought about joining a group of like-minded people to ask questions and get the support you need? I would like to invite you to the Network Automation Learning Community. It is free to join and a low-pressure, safe place to post questions, get answers, and just hang out. You can sign up at members.networkautomation.community. The link is also in the show notes. Now, back to regular programming. But back into the book content itself, you mentioned some of the tools, uh, Grafana, Prometheus, and what are some of the other challenges that you find in writing the book or learning these stacks? Because for me, it's always it's hard to keep up with all of them. So, do you find that the same thing?
1: It is, and I think that you know I definitely call what versions I'm running on, right? Yeah. Of of the various pieces, like uh, Grafana itself has a that their organization is turning out so much awesome open source projects as well. Yeah. Uh, could probably just turn it into a book just about Grafana yeah. systems. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, and so it, it is, there's a lot to, to handle. And that's going to be one of the things here as if you're looking at it from your cell, your own organization. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, you can replace some of these pieces. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it definitely like I, I almost thought about just breaking up the 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 mastering Python networking into like different sections, and so for like these two sections would be like a book by itself, right? And then the monitoring would be by book by itself, or security would be by itself. By but you know, like you said, it's like the the publishers are involved, and once they're involved, it's it gets a little yeah. more complicated than that. But I definitely agree that a lot of times not a lot of times, but in your book particular, you know, like there's portion of it where you could go super deep into it. But I still like the book about, you know, it's being broad. So you get like a good look and feel. It's like a buffet, right? You, if you really like seafood, yeah, go to a seafood restaurant, but this is the buffet for you to sample each of it a little bit.
1: Yeah. If you just need the hash, uh, you know, we, it's, when I talk about vault it's HashiCorp vault. If you, you know, if you just want to, you don't want to worry about any of the other tools, yeah, there's it just goes you know straight to that. Um, in the in the book there, I did set up each chapter stood on its own, and then the last chapter munged everything together into one system.
0: Yeah, type thing. so that's pretty awesome. So we're getting toward to the end of our talk, but I do want to look forward and look ahead into how can we help people to get started. So, um, you mentioned you know uh, crawl, run, fly. You mentioned, uh, getting small wins. So what are some of the other recommendations that you would have for people to get started with network automation? Maybe they're interested in Ansible, Python, that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, out there uh, from a reading perspective, definitely yeah. two books. Your, your book is definitely uh, <laughs> a must have on there. Okay. Um, Thank and you. then, uh, Jason Edelman and yes. Matt Oswald and, uh, Scott Lowe have a book on uh, network programmability and uh, automation. Uh, yeah, definitely a a read to pick up. Yeah, and uh, without that in the community, I gotta say uh, a shout. Take a look for Netmiko and or Netmiko, N-E-T-M-I-K-O. Yep. Um, Kirk has throughout the. Throughout the year, he uh, has both free and paid training courses. Um, I think actually that if I go way back in my memory banks, I, I definitely have gone through the course and I uh, could give it. Uh, that was the uh, Python course. Yeah. And so I, I want to give a shout out there because and then it's just getting involved in the community. Um, yeah. Whether you know we're working on a network automation nerds uh, community, um, that network to code Slack is a great place to go. Um, so just look up network to code space Slack. Um, it's a free sign up. There's you know as you're going down the journey, there's channels there for you to get involved to ask questions on Python, Ansible, what what have you. It's there as a community. Um, and then if you're you know lots of stuff going on with Twitter, but and the Twitter look up the hashtag netdevops um the, there's definitely that was one of my f- phases the uh, get, as i got into the larger network automation community there mm-hmm. is still a good amount of uh interaction on twitter there so
0: yeah i mean 100% on all the resources that you mentioned uh i went through both of the free version of kirk's course as well as the paid version and they're excellent, right? Like they actually put you into context and context that uh, really matters, right? So when I was taking Kirk's course, I was at Microsoft. So there's no lack of like developers around me to ask around. But at the same time, they're in a different context. They're worried about something else. But when you go to Kirk's class, they actually, both the free and the the paid version, he puts it into the right context for you. It's, you know, the host names are the router host names and the like the... uh uh, the environments, the scripts are all very network specific. Like you said, you know, Paramiko has his own glitches when it comes to like Cisco devices. So he took care yeah. of a lot of that for you.
1: Yeah, and it takes care. Like I said, the, a lot of these libraries that are out there, use them. Yeah, you know, don't don't be afraid or don't be ashamed. By oh, I I have to be able to write this myself. Uh, and in fact, that's probably you know, as a person that did write one myself uh, in my very first formative years of network automation, it is not the right way. Um, uh, you know, you do learn some pieces and you learn some of the underlying wise, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And also Jason's book too, right? Like I think second edition is, um, it's on preview. I think, um, I think it's still a kind of like draft review, but keep an eye out for it, right? Like if you, if you need it, just, just get the first edition, but there is a second edition that's coming out, uh, with the new cover and all that.
1: Oh, I didn't know there was a new cover uh, cover. I know. Yeah. I know there's a lot of work going into with various previews and, and so on. So,
0: yeah, there's, yeah, I think, I think they actually, in the first edition, I'm just like peeking over to my bookshop because I think the first edition has one of like the coolest animals. Cause um, um, I forgot who I talked to, but he was just telling me like, there's a, uh, yeah, exactly. That, that's one of the coolest animals. He was telling me like, he didn't want to fish to be his O'Reilly book cover, <laughs> but uh, he's like anything but a fish, anything but a fish. And he got a fish. And then he, he actually went back to the, to the O'Reilly publisher and said, Hey, what if I just pay you? Like I will commission this artist to come up with a different animal and I don't care what it, but they said, no. So yeah. like I, I, you know, all the power to Jason and uh, Scott and uh, you know, for for their, their uh, incredible good luck to have that, uh, Yes. To have that nice animal on the cover. Indeed. So. Yeah. So, where do you see network animation in the next uh, one to three years as a good wrap up? To you know, like looking ahead, like where do you see the trends are? If uh, if you if I ask you and look into your crystal ball.
1: Yeah. So this one, I I might catch some flack for this one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, we'll it, put it, it is,
0: in the spreadsheet and say, okay, you know, was Josh right or not?
1: Yeah. Um, I I definitely see. Um, APIs, and, okay. you know, as network automators, we all want to work with APIs and yeah. the network team. The whole reason why you write automation is so you have to do less. And usually you're only doing work if someone's asking you. So that's where I, I do believe in APIs, providing APIs to your partner teams for, yeah. for network automation. Yeah. Um, and along those lines is chat. Okay. Um, and chat ops, you know. Uh, or, and one of my positions, I was, I decided I got a lot of pages overnight, or not a lot, but I just didn't want to get called overnight, so I wrote a, a, a web page to help uh, help the help desk yeah. and do all the things that I would do. And yeah, so I did that. And then I, I showed it to a manager and the manager said, okay, let me bookmark that page. And it ended up showing, like seeing her bookmarks. She's never going to remember that bookmark page, <laughs> right? And so that's where everybody's in chat every day, right? From yeah. Microsoft Teams or Slack or whatever it happens to be. That's kind of now the universal interface. And so I do still see chat, chat ops as that next phase to be able to interact with Network organizations.
0: Some small so, program called ChatGPT. Something. <laughs> yeah, indeed,
1: uh, it's uh, that's a uh, it, it's you know that could also be a great resource to be looking at. I know I've gone out there and asked it to give me a few a few scripts, and uh, I think when I asked the Nornier question, it was giving Nornier two instead of Nornier oh, three. Oh, wow! So, okay. you, you, as you use Chat ChatGPT, you do have to uh, be careful, careful, right? Yeah, uh, you yeah. Might, the versions behind things but it it gave a nearly complete uh, solution there
0: you know that's that's what's my uh, not to diverge our, our you know question a little the, too far but uh that was my experience too it's like the general framework is right and then if you ask for like a literature question like fundamental questions those are those are right but yeah. the dates and names and like the specifics is uh sometimes a little bit iffy and it's probably gets better as the uh, as more people use it and as more people such as yourself starting to correct them. So that training model becomes a little bit more uh, robust. So what else? Mm-hmm. Like you, you talked about APIs, chat ops. Uh, is there anything else that you want to mention?
1: You know, uh, I think the only other thing that I'm going to start to see, we're seeing a little bit more is orchestration of network automation. Um, okay. I think you're starting to see a little bit more point your automation on Kubernetes. Type yeah, in, uh, where you have Kubernetes or whatever your flavor of container automation
0: orchestration, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I I do still see containers as very viable. Um, yeah, and down that path and um and you know and I'm seeing a lot of Python libraries just maturing in general yeah. that they they are in a good state. They're accomplishing accomplishing things for organizations and getting the task done right. Uh, one of the big things for me is I. I'm at. I like getting things done, whether and moving things, moving the needle, and so by uh, that that's a big part of what I do. Network automation day in and day out, and at Network Code, just helping to see the journey for organizations move along. So,
0: yeah, it's very nice. I mean, I think one of the signs for the libraries being mature is keeping up with like the latest change of Python. Right. So like, you see this with like scrapply, Carl's doing a great job on keeping it up to date Kirk as well. So I think that's one of the, the signs of being mature is that you're growing with the, the Python as opposed to like, it's somebody else's like site project. And one day they just decide not to work on it in the garage anymore.
1: Yeah, and I'm see- I am seeing a little bit of that where there isn't support for 310 or 311 yet mm-hmm. right We're out to 311 and hey the other libraries want to move forward. Uh, I mean Ubuntu 22 comes with 310 if I'm not mistaken. yeah, yeah, it. It. yeah. Um, you know and so uh, hey want to use some of these libraries there out there and they don't have <laughs> 310 support it's it's challenging. Right. Yeah.
0: So you're like, hey, go, go get a Docker image that runs 3.7. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something so. like that. That's your new uh new virtual environment, like you said. Indeed. Yeah. So. Cool. Hey, Josh, it's it just been a, such a, a pleasure to chat. Like I said, you know, it it, it it's so great to just geek out on these kind of stuff, talking to a fellow author. Um, So tell people where they could find you on social if they want to follow your work. What's the best way to kind of get in touch and follow your work?
1: Yeah, probably uh, the best place to get in touch with me is via Twitter. Um, I'm there at uh Vander A J uh, so V A N D E R A A. Yeah, we'll put day. a lived link in it. the show notes. Yeah, lived with it my whole life. Uh but <laughs> take take a look out there. You can josh vcom as well okay. is my my website that has links to all things. And uh, if you've uh, and also try trying out Foster or Mastodon uh, <laughs> on the free and open source uh side of things and yeah so yeah I'm in the socials and then networked code slack uh, it's yeah. it's out there I'm I'm there as uh I think it's Jay Van between that if you look up vanderay and jay somehow i'm <laughs> very not that many people
0: are vanderay as a yeah not that many vanderays out there uh, who's out also there. a network engineer i guess
1: Indeed. So, and I'm out on the socials. So, but yeah, I want to thank you as well for, you know, having me on and being able to be a part. I know we've, we've talked uh, on your, your books and um, being able to give me the opportunity to be the tech reviewer on your fourth edition. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. Thank you. No, the pleasure is all mine. Like I said, you know, I'm, I am very glad you, you get to, you know, like look at the work and uh, you know, makes me comfortable and then sleep better at night. <laughs> For sure. So uh, and also, um, like, like we said, in the in the middle of the podcast that we're able to, you know, you're you're generous enough to actually give out some of the free free copies of the book. Uh, just keep an eye out on on when the, the podcast is released that we'll, we'll announce it will uh, chances are, I think we'll just do some some kind of drawing or maybe the first few people uh to to you know message me or whatnot uh and we'll see. But you know, you being a generous person, I can't imagine we're too strict on, you know, like the the number of uh of copies or you know like too strict on like follow me on Twitter. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's it's about making sure the community. If the community gets larger and is able to adopt the network automation, community wins altogether. So it, that's as long as things keep winning it from a network automation, I'm happy as can be about that. So,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, let's grow that. Let's grow that community. Let's grow that pie. Right, like it's not you know so. Well, thank you again, Josh, for being here. And I wish you all the best of luck on that book. And I hope to see that book being 100% soon, completed yes. soon. Yes, thank you. And same. So. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Network Automation Notes podcast today. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other podcast platforms. Until next time. Bye-bye.